My name's Denise Ferguson from Fine Surveyors, and today we're here with Joe Smiley Haley. Hello, Joe. How are you? Yes, I'm very well, thank you. Good, good. Joe Smiley Haley, presuming not your actual real name. No. What is your business called, and what do you do? My business is called Striking Places. We'll stick photography on the end, and that'll give you a bit more of a clue. Oh, okay. For my photographer. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Why why Joe Smiley Haley? Because I smile a lot. Oh. And the other two names are actually mine. Right. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just thought I'd shoehorn Smiley into the middle. Yeah, exactly. I'm yeah. okay with that. So photography is a massive business. Tell me more about yours. What's what's the striking places? What type of photography do you do? Tell me all about it. Okay, so uh what I really do is I put places on the map. I'm a Google trusted photographer, hence the banner underneath that. Uh, and I put the imagery I create for Google onto Google My Business, which is the other images that you can see behind me. So I'm a bit of an expert on Google My Business. Been working with it since 2012 when I first became a Google trusted photographer. Or, or what they used to call us at the time was TIPS, and T-I-P stood for Trusted Inner Space Photographer. Trusted Inner Space Photographer. How groovy. Love that. <laughs> so, uh, basically, I was at the beginning of the project then when Google brought it over to the UK to extend Google Street View inside location-based businesses. Mm. Stayed with it ever since until it matured a couple of years ago. Now anybody can be a Google Trusted Photographer, which is great because it means it was a success. Um, I'm, I'm the award-winning Google female Google Trusted Photographer, uh, most in the UK, um, and I'm one of 200 Google Trusted Photographers who gets invited to the Google Street View Summit every year. Ew, what's that like? Tell me everything immediately. It's amazing. It's amazing. Is it? I was gutted, obviously, we're not having it this year. Um, mm. But last year was very exciting because it was in London. So that was the fourth year. So all the other years I'd travelled to far fun places at great expense uh, and spent time with all the other people who were the same as me all around the world. So was, we've got a great group of us that are global and we sort of, we're a little gang really now. It's lovely. It's, uh, yeah, so we, we talk to each other and um, exchange projects and since then, more excitingly, um, I'm wondering if this is going to give you a hook for your business. Uh, so about three years ago, I invested in the Matterport system and I create 3D spaces of built environments. Oh, is this going to be like house porn for me? So... I, my business is obviously property. Okay, in the name, right? Yeah, but oh my God, house porn. I could look at 3D images of any building anywhere in the world for the rest of my life. There you go. Well, I'm so just, you do that too. I'm just editing here on my trusty iPad. Um, you, it won't make any sense. That's the no. mesh and the imagery over the top. So before it's processed, this is uh, Grosvenor Street. I was down in Grosvenor Ooh. Street yesterday doing something there. I've shot a, a residential place in Hatfield. Very nice, very smart. Two-bedroom mm. apartment in Hatfield. 
um, this morning, this afternoon, three bed place in Hemel. Lovely. So, yeah. so do you go in there and are you doing all of the virtual images for people to do virtual viewings yeah. of places? Oh, oh my God, that sounds amazing. <laughs> Oh, I love that. It goes into the little dollhouse view. My favourite. I can't wait to see it come out. Oh my God, you've got, I mean, I say it's my dream job. It's not my dream job at all. It's my dream job to just sit and look at them all day long. So I did yeah. a school in Southgate. Let me show you. I can just put a little video on the background there. Oh! <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> wow that's incredible sorry that's this is making really poor podcast material but um in the background <laughs> joe is yeah joe is showing oh. me a 3d image of um this this preschool and it's literally 360 degree walk through and if anyone's like me who spends all of their free time on right move looking at you know, floor plans and wishing that you had a 3D image of how it actually looks in real life. This is house porn, although it's a nursery, and I couldn't think of anything worse yeah. than taking my kids yeah, back to yeah. nursery. That's but not ideal. Um, in house, house format. Oh my God, there's a house now. That's Grove House, I think. Is that Grove House? I'm trying to see. Oh no, it's the barn. It's the barn. That's oh, it's beautiful. So how do you how do you make these images then? Um, I, I'm subscribe to the Matterport system. That uh, means absolutely nothing to me. Okay, so Matterport, so when I was in, <laughs> when I was in San Francisco at the Google Street Crew Summit. Good Lord, mic drop. <laughs> I, uh, I had lunch, I was having lunch on the terrace, looking out over the Bay Bridge. Judging you, continue. I got myself a 360 panorama there as well. It pops up every year as a reminder of how I was pinching myself. I was like, I couldn't believe it. Anyway, I sat next to the marketing director of Matterport, Kurt, and he said, so, say, so, hey, have you, uh, have you got Matterport then? And I was like, no, I haven't, because huh? <laughs> I'm a photographer, and it doesn't do that. It's for residential sales and letting. And I've just spent my entire business focusing on those. And if I just suddenly get another bit of equipment that doesn't deal with them, so starting a new business. And he went, aha, we're going to go into beta uh, delivering Google Street View inside. And I said, now you're talking. When that happens, give me a call. I'm on. Because then I'll be able to, be able to offer my location-based businesses incredible visual marketing packages, including the little taste of videos, as many photos you can shake a stick at, and the amazing dollhouse view virtual tour thing and Google Street View inside. It'll like completely ramp up my offering for them. And there's a possibility I might be able to deal with residential and commercial sales and lettings. Joe, I can't work out whether I love you <laughs> or I hate you, because that sounds amazing. That's so, you must fucking love your job. I love it. Oh, <laughs> love that you love it. I love my job too. Oh my god! Right. Well, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I've got a million people that um, that could be great contacts for you. So I will be throwing people at you willy nilly because there isn't enough 
3D imagery. And I think the coronavirus and the fact that we couldn't go into places has really shown that. Because yeah. it's bad enough when you go onto a right move property when you have your imaginary £10 billion budget and it doesn't have a floor plan. And you think, well, I, I'm not fake buying that house anymore so it doesn't have a, a floor plan. But that... But now, when you can't walk through it, you're like, well, I can't even, go, I can't even pretend I'm going to it, let alone... The, the, yeah. the 3D images have been amazing since lockdown. So how has lockdown, coronavirus, new normal, pandemic, all the words that we never used before, mm-hmm. how, has that, how has that changed your business? It's transformed it. Yeah. Yeah. So when Tell I me all. the kit, I was like so excited. I was like, oh, now... I can go out to my network and I can go introduce me to all your estate agents. I want to speak to every estate agent on the planet. So I did. I must have spoken to hundreds of them. And Sounds were, awful, but can continue. And they were all just no, really. Just no. Oh, we don't oh. need that. Yeah, exactly. And then... That's what you do. And then guess what a pandemic did? It made virtual a word that everybody knows and uses. Fantastic. It's amazing. So I've got two estate agents. I've got two commercial lettings. Um, oh, my lot, yeah. Down, down in, in that there, London. Um, and uh, oh, just everybody coming out of the woodwork. Uh, uh, people having had refurbs while they spent the time. So existing business clients that have gone, well, we spent that time doing... So Harpenden Skin Clinic, they've done a lovely refurb. I'm going into reshoot the top floor so <laughs> i think you're about to divulge what you're going in to get done <laughs> i'm going in to get this nipped and tucked and i'm going to take pictures while i'm there <laughs> oh, yeah i know you can tell i don't do that <laughs> you can tell i don't do it enough <laughs> i tell you i can't wait till spas can open up properly oh. the, being being in lockdown with all of the people in my house for all of this time has really got me sorry how many people in your house okay admittedly there is only two children a husband and a dog but i can tell you for one there is there is at least three too many people in this house (laughs) way too often yeah because i'm used i'm used to working from home on my own oh true i exactly i try to be as busy as i can during the day so then that when people come home it's not so hard those people are here all the time (laughs) all the time and I didn't realize how much alone time I kind of needed to you know rejuvenate and be ready for people yeah I so I as part of my job because I'm a surveyor I have to go out and I have to do like site visits and stuff like that I've not been able to do any of that the whole time and I before I'd be like oh god I've got to go to Hemel or Hatfield or Newcastle or you know London and I'd be like oh god how annoying you love working from home that yeah. bit's so irritating it was I think it's what day are we on Thursday so it was like Monday or Tuesday I had to go over to Hemel to do a site visit even though like I couldn't speak to anyone they had to wait outside and all of that thing I was like yeah, I'm out I'm out the most excited person in the whole entire world like <laughs> Doing, doing a site visit at a laundrette. Like, I've never got excited about that before in my life. It was amazing. <laughs> I went out into the real world that and did my you job. appreciate the small things. So does, so does. So what do you think you've appreciated the most out of all of this lockdown malarkey? Uh, I didn't, what well, I didn't appreciate, I'll start with the reverse. 
just because I can. I'll ignore the question and tell you the negatives. <laughs> I didn't enjoy was being um, an, a director owner of my company who normally pays themselves as everyone else does up to the national insurance threshold. Meant 20 pounds a day, didn't it? That wasn't gonna pay the wine bill. You know, I nearly no. started death. <laughs> So I was really lucky. I didn't have to. Um, I didn't have to go for any of the help because, obviously, as part of my business, everyone suddenly was like, "Shit, I'm closing my business premises," and lo lots of my clients have had to close permanently, which is really awful. And lots of my clients had to negotiate with their landlord about, you know, having breaks in their rent and stuff like that. I was insanely busy. I mean, it's, it's tapered off now, which is lovely. And we're about to start new challenges, which means that it's going to be insane again. But yeah. I haven't stopped working the whole time. And I totally empathize with everyone who has, has had to, you know, get all the help that they can and has, ha yeah. has not had work and stuff like that. But, but I, would, I would love to send a plea out to all of us people that have been working full time throughout lockdown and say oh, I hope you're okay yeah. <laughs> because I've definitely got to the stage where I'm not quite sure I am yeah yeah yeah, so yeah. I did the three weeks I did the three weeks because nobody knew what was going to happen and nobody mm. did anything so I had to do the three weeks because three weeks was the was the minimum wasn't it yeah so I just had to sort of sit tight luckily I had an investment property and they paid the rent so it wasn't too bad and yeah. I took a mortgage holiday so you know it I did wasn't too bad but the good thing, which is what you did ask, so I was just setting the scene there, was that during that time, I organised all my catalogues, all my photos are now beautifully catalogued, which was amazing for me. And I taught myself some SEO. I did all the free oh. um, tutorials. You know, I was getting little certificates going, rah, you've done so well. Uh, and I've been putting it into practice. So I've written a couple oh. of on my website one's google my business one is obviously about virtual tours for state agents and how you really need them now because robert jenrick the housing secretary said you've got to <laughs> absolutely oh don't start me on that man he's literally thrown my whole future business into complete madness anyone who has now got plans to change the use of their business or building without having to do planning permission yay how exciting it's amazing please remember if you have a landlord it's not your choice whether or not you change the planning permission of your building oh, it's about whether or not you have the right to do that and your lease so please for the love of god <laughs> check with people like me or yeah. check with your landlord don't go to, don't go and think that you can do it without you can do that if they absolutely a hundred percent i've had calls all week about how everyone's going to change it into a, a takeaway and i'm like <laughs> yeah you can't do that you you can't do that you don't have the right to do that because it's not your building it's your landlord's building and you don't get to do yeah. that yeah so check the usage of it it's not your choice no because your lease says that you're allowed to open it as hairdressers yeah so just because it's more valuable for you to sell that lease to somebody who's going to open up a, you know, Indian, I'm Indian takeaway. I'm a fan myself. Yes, no, 
no. the landlord's going to be yeah. rather annoyed and stop you doing it. Please don't do this. <laughs> and thank you so much for the government for not telling anyone this and yeah. me having to have endless phone calls and oh, yeah. have these conversations yeah. over and over again. Whereas he did me a favour. I never thought I'd, I'd look lovingly at Robert Jenrick, you know, an MP. There he was, a housing secretary, making little business here, doing a little happy dance. Yeah. Let's not talk about <laughs> MPs. Really so. job. And I was like, did I, did I just hear that on the radio? Did he just say everything's got to be virtual? <laughs> Hello, how can I help? <laughs> And now this week, I'm absolutely, so that's why I was trying to duck out earlier. I was like, oh, I'm just so tired. I know, both of us had the tired dance, didn't we? But we hear people, and if you need us, we are drinking yeah. wine. We should say, what wine, do you know what? I don't even know what wine I'm drinking because my husband poured it. So thanks, uh, Ryan. Uh, I think it's I think it's Malbec. Uh, this is a Sauvignon Blanc, a Marlborough. Oh. So nice. You... Yeah, you really are a school mum. Something on bunk, please. <laughs> so back onto your business. What how has what were the plan what were your plans for your business and have you changed it because of coronavirus? I have. Uh, well, my yeah. plans were just to do all the work when it came in and try and ring people and get the work, basically. And now I don't have to go and get the work because I just go, oh, hi, yeah, I, I can, oh, sorry, I can't book you in for two weeks. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, so um, that's it. But it has highlighted, so the school thing is a new one. That was lovely. Um, I'd give a shout out to Indigo Tree, lovely Louise at Indigo Tree, who rang me. And Where's said, that? She's in Hemel. Yes, web design Cute. company. And um, she rang me and she said, do you, do you work with schools? I said, oh, is it a building? <laughs> I might come and be your assistant one day and just be like, yeah, I'm in a building. Yeah, you should. <laughs> yeah. We'll pick some cracking ones and do like little videos. Right. Um, Honestly, yeah. it, doesn't matter. it doesn't matter where we go. The kids are always like, are we going to have to walk around buildings? Are we going to have to walk down streets and for you to go, that's a lovely building, that's a lovely building. And I'm like, yes, both of those things will happen, but we'll also do things you want to do. So get over it. How old are yours? They are 11 and 13 stroke 87 and tell me off all the time. Yes. Welcome to my horrible life. What about yours? I'm fine. We're fine. My my oldest is 29. <gasps> I know. But you're oh. only 31. I know. How did that happen? <laughs> uh, and uh, the twins are 22. Oh, horrific. Yeah, Tell me at, wh at which point am I safe? Because my mum keeps telling me, according to me and my sister, never. never. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Awesome. I'm just going to continue drinking wine then. Yeah. Um, no, I, I feel quite safe now. Okay. Yeah, twins graduated, both with first class honours degree. Oh my God, look at the mum who's like, I literally, I built that. Yeah, I, look what I made. Yeah. <laughs> that was me, 100% me. 
yeah yeah absolutely yeah i love that i'm now divorced so any like we're very good friends but any good things i'm like oh my god that's so me any bad things i'm like you'll never guess what your child's done (laughs) (laughs) he's like "Mm, it's not gonna be good though is i'm like no no horrible (laughs) child yeah my eldest the other day she because lockdown's obviously awesome um, I'm one of those horrible mums that takes their phones off of them at nine o'clock at night and they have to, you know, no, be no. nice people for one. an hour of their life. And um, then at about midnight, we were all in bed and I heard the scuttle of tiny feet going down the stairs. Mm-hmm. And I thought, yeah, and my husband was like, oh, I think she's going for a drink. And I went, except I can't hear a tap. And then she scuttled back up and I thought, do you know what? Let her learn this lesson. It's going to be fun for me. <laughs> so she then stayed up till three o'clock oh, wow. in the morning. And now I'm awful. But, you know, we all need to learn, don't we? Yeah. She then stayed up till three o'clock in the morning, texting her friends and calling her friends and stuff like that. I didn't care. I was fast asleep. Not a problem. The next morning when the dog woke up at seven o'clock in the morning, she was like, oh, God, I'm yeah. going to die. I was like, did you have fun last night? Yeah, yeah. I didn't really sleep very well, so I think I'm going to have a lie-in. I was like, awesome. Can I just borrow your phone a minute? And she was like, um, uh-huh. why? Uh-huh. I was like, I just want to see what time you stopped texting your friends after you got your phone again at midnight. And she was like, oh, <laughs> awesome. Your mum isn't as stupid as she looks. As you think, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, please tell me you've had fun times with your kids and these oh, they yeah, chill loads. out at some point yeah loads loads uh, Sasha lives in Stepney Green now with a bunch of girls and house having extreme fun it's great she works in another lovely building uh, near a lovely building just to keep it in, on point <laughs> all the buildings uh, she lives in she works for an architect um, <gasps> in Kensington I know right and it's just literally across the road from the uh, Natural History Museum. Oh, lovely. Beautiful building. Beautiful building. Yeah. Michael did um, TV, digital, film. Got a first in that. He's with Something. his girlfriend at the moment, Rochester. I'm picking him up tomorrow. Um, but So he can help out with my business. Ooh. No blackmailing at all. I need useful children. I yeah. feel, I feel yeah. like... Yeah, I feel like I should be pushing them towards certain careers that will be useful for me. Encourage. Do encourage. Yeah. Pushing doesn't work. No, pushing doesn't work at all. No. My children. The, right, so my mum always said that she wanted my children to be like me, so as punishment to me <laughs> for being the way I am. And I can honestly say she's succeeded quite spectacularly. But in the weirdest way possible, because I have two children who are very like me, but in completely opposite ways. Okay. Which well, is unique. My yeah. friends think that they all have a very specific part of me. Michael's identified that they've, they've all got a part. Yes. And they like to reflect it back at you, don't they? Yes. Hmm. Yeah. I do have one child, though, that... Yeah, I do have one child, though, that when everything she says, I think, oh, God, you are awful. You're so like me. And yeah. she, she's like, yep, uh-huh. that, that literally could have fell from your mouth, mother. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I deserve everything I got. 
You've got the worst bit coming. That's the only trouble. Oh, God, what was the worst bit? Teenage years. Yeah. Well, she recently... Globe goes. Yeah, she recently turned 13, and I think literally as soon as the clock turned, she went, oh, yeah, I should up the steps of the assholeness. Yeah. Just so she definitely knows I'm a teenager. And I, and I did say to her, you've been practising since you were three. Do you really need to, like, step it up a gear? Because I think, like, you were already well-versed in the whole <laughs> being an absolute idiot. And she was like, no, no, I think it's important that you understand that I am a full teenager. And I'm like, mm. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah, yeah, it is the most irritating part. <sighs> yeah. But then they, it, you know, if you can ride past that and then they go away to university, then you've just got lots of driving to do. What if they come back, though? Well, that's something you can't tell. And, mm. and, and I've been lucky because Michael's come back and he's lovely. So, you know, that's a nice thing. Yeah, I'm not prepared for that, to be fair. <laughs> anyway, back to your business. Oh, back to so, your business. Yeah. So, so photography is such a huge subject, career... Mm-hmm. Where did you start? How did you get to where you are now? And how would you tell people to get to being the type of photographer that you are? Because it's quite a unique speciality. Yes. Um, So where did I start? I'm an accountant. Of course you are. That's exactly what I thought you were going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not. I was an accidental accountant. Uh, I I think I'm an entrepreneur. Me too. That, That... kind of fits a bit better so I was the best car washer in the business when I was eight and nine you know in Crouch End where I grew up Uh, and then I was a babysitting agency for you know I organized it all and sent the friends out Uh, (laughs) Uh, and then I had a sandwich business Uh, of course you did yeah uh, called doorsteps come on oh Round of applause, please. I'm still liking that name. <laughs> uh, and then that was a bit more serious. I was a bit older and that was going to pay for things. And I need to know how much things cost. And then I started wondering about costing and pricing. And then I found out how much it was going to cost me to get my accounts done by an accountant. And I was like, man, I need to know how to do most of that myself because that's too expensive for some business. <laughs> <laughs> I did an evening class in bookkeeping. And then I graduated into doing the AAT. By that time, I'd had Karis, my oldest. And um, I went down a rabbit hole, I'm afraid. I, I did the AAT. Mum helped me buy a house in Hatfield. Uh, I w- got into the second year of degree in accounting at Hertfordshire. Graduated with that. Got a job there. Spent 15 years there working my way up. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, and then had twins and cancer while I was there. And, and a postgraduate uh, entrepreneurship and enterprise development. Um, uh, and then I, then I burst free. <laughs> uh, and uh, I took up photography again, which is something I'd done when I was much younger. Um, and was getting into festivals free, you know, VIP passes mm-hmm. to get in, take pictures of people. Was I won't it? tell you how I got into festivals free. Oh, okay. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Not until we stop recording anyway. Okay. <laughs> and uh, then I um, 
I got headhunted for another job, which was good because it was an accounting job, but for a much smaller organisation. So I kind of got my head around doing all of the finance functions rather than just organising one bit of it, which was good, good practice and sorted their accounting out for them. Uh, and then by that time is when the Google project landed. And I jumped on board with that and carried on. And here I am. Uh, so you could do that route if you like. <laughs> Do you know what, though? <laughs> I actually inc actively encourage my children to do that route. I always say to them that, you know, I didn't know what I wanted to be. So I did something and then I did something then I did something then I traveled around the world. Oh. And, I did, and then I was yeah. like, oh, I know what I want to do. But it wasn't because it wasn't because I knew I wanted to be a surveyor because actually I actively didn't want to be a surveyor because all the surveyors. No offense. I love my surveyor friends. I do. But they are. No reword that completely even though it's only in your head but it's largely white male middle-aged men like accountants of which i am not yeah. in any so, way shape or form oh, i've been friends with someone for ages you know we meet socially loads of times and then and then suddenly they go oh I, what do you do as a job and because i'm quite funny and i you know do joke about quite a lot i say an accountant they go <laughs> I am. I'm. I'm. I'm not a boring surveyor. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but I'm not. Yeah. 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 You won't. No. You only pick now. I've got a pretty funky, uh, nice girl accountant who you probably wouldn't think was an accountant either because she's very cool. So I. I Good. I like that. Yeah. We might chat about that afterwards, but. So yeah, I actively encourage my children to kind of have that path of. It doesn't matter whether or not you, you know, go to university now, do a degree of something that you think you're going to do and then decide later that you don't want to do it. One, enjoy it. But also, if you don't feel like you're ready to pick a subject, go and do something else and then maybe go back to university. Yeah, you know, I just, <clears throat> so I just don't think things are linear. I think that you can, you know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, Michael, so they get very limited view of the world at school they get x amount of subjects for gcse and then they get their a levels so is it really a view of the world though at school well no it's very no so they got the choices they did psychology which seemed the most interesting thing to michael yeah. and history and english i think and um so he he obviously you know they're asking them to make choices about what they're going to do at uni and he came to me and he said I'm going to do psychology at, at university. And I said, that's, that's great. I said, as long as you've got to do it for three years, as long as you love it. So if there's anything else you can think of that you love, why don't you do that? So he went off and he's a, you know, he's a bit quiet and thinker, you know, not like Sasha. <laughs> she's like on it and knows what she's doing. She's boom, boom, boom and telling everybody the way it is. So when I came back and he looked a bit bashful and he said, I'm going to study film. <laughs> and I was like, brilliant. That's amazing. Awesome. And then when he was on it, he, he asked everybody we know, uh, what's your favourite film? He made a list because he thought he felt like he was behind then because he hadn't studied anything of that leading up to it. So he made this huge list of all the films he should watch. He studied all of the, everything that you could 
study and you can get a lot now can't you on, God, yeah. on youtube um and well it's not um, like before where you'd have to get like a cassette case or a dvd it's yeah. like let's google it and you can bloody get it straight away yeah, yeah. So he did, and by the time he got there, I mean, buddy, the first year was a waste of time. So he already knew it all, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> uh, and now he watches, and he's and he um, critiques like about six hundred films a year. Wow. It's hardly anything he hasn't seen. It's it's crazy, and I always say it's brilliant. I'm like, oh, I'm stuck for something. What can I watch, Michael? <laughs> Yeah, um, I, my top tips would be fried green tomatoes oh, yes. at, a, at the Whistle Stop Cafe. Um, yeah. Batteries not included. Oh, Yeah, mm -hmm. and what would else? Oh, and necessary tearjerker beaches, obs. Oh. I might be stuck oh. in the 80s a little bit with the whole... <laughs> I think I am a little bit of a softie, aren't I? But, I mean, not so much as fried green tomatoes i'm quite willing to cut up a man and eat in oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, mm. <laughs> yeah. literally still, still touching. touching but mildly murderous yeah. <laughs> anyway, not not even mildly to be honest um, so we're coming to the end of the podcast and we always end the podcast with the eight mile moment so I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks about me. I make that very clear. I love Eminem and I love the eight mile. And he does all of his rap battles in the movie by saying all of the worst things about him. He's skinny, he's white, his mum lives in a trailer so that his opponent can't say anything bad back to him. So Joe, what are the worst things about you? Oh, uh, I probably work too much. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I'm quite focused. Very hard to, to knock me off life. <laughs> what I want to do. Yeah. Which can be hard. What else? I don't know. I'm struggling. You'd have to Strug ask. Them. No, don't ask. I always say do not ask your husband. That is not a good idea. Don't do enough exercise. What do I like? Uh, um, I like, oh, okay, so I like sci-fi. We, Meh. I watch, I watch EastEnders. <gasps> Why didn't you start with that? Well, I, oh, it hasn't been on so long. <laughs> really, that's without my it, mind. <laughs> surely that's because it's shit and nobody should be watching it. <laughs> there we go. Okay, <laughs> Ella. <laughs> Although, I can't say anything because I do have one soap that I watch. Holby City, and I will have no oh, bad things said about I it. I've had my Holby experience. You know, you go through all things when you when you're a mum. You at the end of the day, you sit down and you have to watch shit. I think because it just has to something that zones out. You don't yeah. have to. Oh, is this I've, I've got the pattern of this. I, I can watch that. these things without stopping working. So I'm like, yeah, that's cool. And um, plus, Jack, Jack. Nayla goes to my gym and I fangirl her like oh my god not that oh, I, I think I've seen her wandering up and down Holywell Hill yeah yes I have yeah my my kids literally run after her Jack well so yeah. so my EastEnders thing you know who the guy who played Minty is Cliffy Parisi absolutely and, not so you would recognize him is in call the midwife as well now uh, but again he's my friend oh <gasps> that's okay then yeah. is he nice he's lovely everybody that's loves okay. 
There was, I did know somebody in EastEnders though, but only because I'm a runner and I run up and down. So if you're not from St. Albans, I run up and down the Auburn Way quite a lot. And at, yeah, at the, end, at the other end of Auburn, the, um, St. Albans Way or the Auburn Way in Hatfield, um, there was a lovely guy. He was the taxi driver in EastEnders. Oh, yes. I know. And he, and he lives uh, right at the end. Does he really? And I used well, to see him all the time. That. He used to see him all the time and he'd be like taking the mickey out of me <laughs> for my slow time or whatever. But yeah. <laughs> but it's a lovely... You've exactly. got, everyone's got a link with EastEnders. Well. Hmm. <laughs> but he was a lovely fella. Anyway, thank you so much for being on the podcast. And no, as all... like, thank you for encouraging me to make it. I know. Well, me too. I was knackered too. I, I do feel knackered. And I've had a nap today. Anyway. <laughs> I did. I fell asleep outside. I'm surprised I'm not burnt. Um, <laughs> and as always, if anyone else wants to be on the podcast or you want to sponsor a podcast, you can contact us at info at find-surveyors.co.uk. Say goodbye, Joe. Bye, Joe. Bye, Joe. Bye, Joe. <laughs>